So I don't know how long this review is going to take, but, uh, you know, it'll take however long it takes. Uh, I have to say, well, you know what, first of all, let me, uh, let me take care of things. So this is, uh, Spider-Man Bloodline Part 4 is what I'm talking about right now. Uh, it was written by J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams. Uh, Sarah Pacelli is the artist. Oh, I've been spelling her name wrong. There's no H in her, Sarah. Whoops. Um, we've got Elizabeth Diamatio, who's doing the inking, or assisting in the inking. Uh, Dave Stewart is the color artist, and, uh, Joe Carmagna is the letterer. Let's see, who else do we have to blame for this? <laughs> uh, we've got cover artists, who I'm skipping because I don't have those. Variant cover, uh, Anthony Gambino, etc., etc., uh, and then editor-in-chief C.B. Savolsky. Anyway, so I'm pretty much going to leave most of these people alone and just talk about the content of uh, the comic itself. And uh, I don't know, yeah, <laughs> I'm actually debating with myself whether I want to discuss the content of the comic or if I want to discuss the apparent approach to this comic and this story so far. I made uh, a little thing the other day kind of complaining about how long this has taken to come out and uh, anyway, you can check that out if you want to. I think I asked some serious questions and bring up some interesting points that I don't want to dwell on here. But uh, anyway, it's, um, it's interesting what's happening with this and I don't quite understand why the story's going the way it's going, but I have to say, there was, <laughs> like, I was surprised to see the Avengers, the zombie cyborg Avengers pop up uh, at the end of the last issue, but what was even more surprising to me was that there was this previously on section in, uh, you know, the front of the book, and it was uh, a small wall of text, I don't mind reading, um, I mean, it's easier for me to listen to a long story, like, I didn't read The Hobbit, I listened to the audiobook, but, you know, it's the same difference, right? But anyway, I don't mind long, involved stories, even if they have tangents and little side channels that they go down and things like that. But I'm just not sure what uh, what's going on here. And it felt it felt like when I read that previously on synopsis of the story that it had more to do with uh, well, it had to do with the story so far. But it was almost as if a lot of the important groundwork was being laid in that I would almost call metatextual section of the comic book as opposed to in the actual pages of the comic book. And I find that very disappointing. I feel in retro, I mean, honestly, I only listened to my review uh, or analysis of, of issue three because I frankly didn't have time to go back because I wanted to get this out as quickly as possible since I'm already, you know, a week late with this comic uh, analysis. And I did go to my local comic shop, by the way, so that was good. Uh, I asked about the new Darth Maul somebody mentioned to me, uh, Lekastase, and uh, I couldn't uh, I couldn't find it. Um, the guy was saying there was no new Maul out, so maybe I misunderstood you. Um, but anyway, uh, let me know uh, if, if you're hearing this. Uh, what's up? Um, anyway, uh, it was just, uh, it was interesting to me, and <laughs> not distressing, because, you know, I'm okay, <laughs> um, but it was surprising to me that it really seemed like so much of the work for the book, the background of the book, everything, was being done in uh, that previously on box as opposed to in the previous three issues, which felt like a lot of setup, and uh, they had a bunch of things that 
I didn't really enjoy and again I'm not fresh on them it was so long ago but like I know that like issue one I was you know okay with issue two uh it was interesting I guess three really uh disappointed me and then in this issue in four um which is the penultimate issue we get all this stuff just thrown out all this exposition just laid out for us and it's pretty disappointing to me uh I mean, I'll take less than 60 seconds to mess with it. The Richard Mary Parker being important thing is brought up again, like in Amazing Spider-Man, which I wonder if with Henry Abrams' age, he looks pretty young. Um, but even 30-year-olds look like kids sometimes. I'm only 33, but just it's how you people do things. I don't know why you do them that way. And maybe I look like a kid to people, but anyway, uh, not like that. <laughs> anyway, um, maybe he's young enough that Amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield um, Mark Webb, whatever, one is like a big impact on him because Richard Parker was important in that and there was a spider that had special blood except at this time they're working for S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of like maybe they were or weren't in that you know short stint with them in the comics from I think the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, anyway and uh, Richard and Mary Parker working for S.H.I.E.L.D. there's this key that Ivan and Minka, Russians I guess, um, are uh, developing and they, the Parkers destroy everything that has the key except for one spider. Uh, I guess that spider accidentally bites Peter and then he becomes Spider-Man. And then uh, Minka's dead and Ivan digs her up out of the grave and she's still alive-ish somehow and is able to, there's this power to regenerate and, you know, make life new and whatever in this uh, one spider and in the rest of these weapons that were being made and had somehow gotten turned into Spider-Man. So there's this weird thing. I know I'm going over 60 seconds. There's this weird thing where it is called Spider-Man Bloodline, right? There's this weird thing, though, where the Bloodline is continuing to be, like, super important, even though, I don't know, I don't think Spider-Man's ever been mm. about being part of a specific special Bloodline, and, like, that's exactly what's being made up here. The Parkers helped develop the spider thing while they were working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or it was left in this one spider, which I assume probably bit Peter, and, you know, Ivan and Minka are after it now. Ben has that same spider blood, radioactive spider blood, in his veins, and uh, it's been used to partially revive Minka, but now she's turned into a uh, eldritch spider being, and obviously she's unhappy about that, and there's this whole weird thing where she's like, henpecking and uh like griping at uh ivan for bringing her back to life but like also turning her into a spider monster and i mean i get it if i was brought back from the dead and turned into a spider monster instead of you know my uh current self uh, i'd be pretty upset but uh you'd think being alive would be nice right no maybe i, I don't know um and then i don't know the the bits of action with uh benny and uh, Faye being the marker and being like her own little street level superhero or whatever were like kind of weird um, it was neat that like Riri was there to help them out um, but as far as their battle against the zombie Avengers like it wasn't too exciting like I think Tony should be dead I, uh, I don't think they did enough to protect him and uh, save his life for him to still be alive by the end of this which he is which is kind of weird but I don't know it just uh it was a big exposition dump. I didn't like 
Like, I don't like the direction this thing is going. I don't like the implications it makes, especially for, uh... No, that was Jonathan, never mind. I was going to say, for somebody who wants, you know, all this mystery and all these things to be open, just to have, like, this huge exposition dump and not have it be stuff that we could infer is kind of disappointing. Maybe? I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. I just, I don't think that aspect of it was handled, uh, terribly well, but... I don't know, and I don't want to just gripe to gripe, um, but, I mean, there were parts of the book that were interesting. I honestly did enjoy, like, learning about what the heck was going on, but as I reflected on it, I just thought, it doesn't make sense that we're getting all this now, and I don't know that holding it in suspense really did anything to, uh, like, increase the value of to increase the value of it. What was gained by holding us in suspense and by not letting us know um, any of these things before? There was all this vague reference to this key and it being in Spider-Man's blood, but we didn't know why. And then now it's revealed to us and like, I don't know. Do I benefit from that at all? I don't really think so. Do I think it's neat? Not especially. Um, And, you know, one thing that does bother me actually, is that it kind of makes the stakes lower. How is that possible? (laughs) I'll tell you. It kind of makes the stakes lower because um, Minka's causing all this havoc and basically holding Peter hostage and she's telling Benny to come rescue him like it's on TV or whatever. It's being broadcast out. She's telling Benny to come rescue him and she's like, if you want to see your daddy again, come over here, little spider, and whatever. Come alone. And... um, it just goes then to all the story becomes is that Benny like has to save his dad after his dad kind of didn't want him to be Spider-Man and then he was kind of Spider-Man for a short amount of time and then like he meets his dad's old friends and then becomes Spider-Man for a little bit and then like saves him from this threat. I don't I don't know that that's what I want. I don't know that it's a satisfying story. Like, Spider-Man's life has been full of personal drama. Obviously, the pain and guilt he felt over letting Uncle Ben die uh, uh, you know, after not being responsible with his powers and stuff, which took place I think weeks or maybe like a month after he got his powers. Could have been a little more because he was doing the whole you know, showbiz circuit for a while in the original you know, 62 comics. Um, but I just... Uh, I don't know, it feels too personal, it feels too close, it feels too much like it's all incestuous and about family, and, uh, which I guess incestuousness is about family, isn't it? Um, but it just, I don't know, it's, uh, like, Spider-Man should be more universal to me, uh, even being, you know, street-level hero and all that stuff, but it should be more grounded and not grandiose, and the operatic, you know, the family opera type stuff is okay, uh, of course, depending on how it's executed, but just, uh, I don't know, there was just something dissatisfying about how it worked here, and, uh, I don't know, I'm less than thrilled, uh, I'm definitely going to stick around for it to be concluded, um, to one more issue, I don't know if it'll be out next, September 2021, or what, but, but we'll see, I'll, I'll keep my eyes on the, uh, on the comic shelves, or, whatever i'll keep looking at the marvel release schedule over the next couple weeks to see when it pops up because i want to watch it or uh, i want to read it as soon as it comes out and be done with this put this thing up to bed but uh yeah so far uh i would say this is failing the legacy of spider-man and um i don't know 
just not very good. I also, small critique. Uh, how thin is everybody in the Marvel Universe? Or is this just Sarah Pacelli's Marvel Universe? Uh, Aunt May's, you know, a hefty lady. But, like, everybody else has the same twiggy body style or body type. And, uh, I don't know. You'd think in a world of people who value diversity, there'd be, like, different types of builds of people. But I guess not. I guess that's not important. Not that they look bad. It's just everybody looks the same. Um, it's kind of weird. There is one big element that I really ought to mention before... I close out, which is that I do appreciate how Benny fails so hard against uh, the big spider woman, M Minka Spider, or whatever, or against her children. Uh, like, he's, you know, there's this big dramatic scene at the end, he's going to rescue his dad by himself. Don't worry, dad, I'll take care of this. And then he gets knocked out, like, really quickly. Uh, of course, he's untested. Uh, he, you know, saves somebody from a fire or whatever, you save Greg Grumberg from a fire, but like, you know, that doesn't involve fighting, that doesn't involve fighting, you know, cyborg soldiers or whatever, so, uh, you know, the guy got hit, and uh, he couldn't take it, and he got knocked out, and I'm okay with that, I definitely approve of that, I think that's uh, an appropriate uh, consequence, or an appropriate thing to happen to him, it, it just makes sense, uh, and I also uh, would not feel okay if I didn't talk about the cover, uh, which is okay. Uh, I thought, why does it have old Spider-Man fighting um, a giant spider? And then it turns out that it's young Spider-Man fighting a giant spider, and it's his spider great-grandmother, or whatever. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with that. Looks nice, though. Good work, Jelly. If you enjoyed this, like, comment, and share to help me grow. Don't forget to subscribe to keep current with each release. Chat with me on Twitter at MJ underscore scribe. Visit MJMunoz.com slash podcasts to find the multiple feeds in which I analyze Star Wars, Tokusatsu, comics, and more. Visit MJMunoz.com slash support for links to my Redbubble and coffee pages so you can help me keep doing the things I do. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Until next time, be well, and may you find the strength to be the hero you needed in your most desperate hour.